Is this thing? Yeah. There it is. We are live. Welcome to episode one of the Fine Malt Liquor Podcast. I am one half of the team, Carter, a.k.a. Hustle Harder Carter, a.k.a. Probably Been Saged and Blocked by Your Daughter. Joining me is Scandalous Mimi, a.k.a. A thick ass movie because my ass is fat. Yeah, that's nice. <laughs> <laughs> yo, I got the wagon. Why are you trying to play me, yo? You don't have a wagon. I really do. You like it's 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 forming. Like it's not all the way there yet. Like you're not you're not dragging the wagon. I am dragging the wagon. Like if anything, like I feel like y'all need to get your eyes checked. To be honest with you, you're dragging a shopping cart that's like slightly filled with stuff. Shopping carts are actually kind of like thick. So I said like kind of and wide. God, exactly. I said kind of. It's, it's not a wagon yet. It's mm. it's a shopping cart. I'm still gonna stick with the wagon. No, like you got the you got the uh, I just walked through Target shopping cart. Like you just got into Target. Like you're not finished shopping in Target yet. I don't like that. I'm gonna still stick <laughs> with the wagon because <laughs> you're not about to play my ass. Wow. Yes. Now I'm gonna do a you gotta do a poll. Is my ass fat? My ass is fat and I'm not doing a poll because I feel like niggas will try to play me, so we're just going to just Are they gonna play you or play play you or tell the truth? <laughs> Mental health check in, how how you feeling? I am actually okay for the most part. Just trying to like ease a lot of try to lessen the load. I feel like I, I get really hard on myself when I'm trying to take on too many things at once and then I get extremely overwhelmed. So trying to cut back or put some things on hold for the time being, focus on what's important and then tackle those things on later. That's still a work in progress, but I'm okay. No, oh, good, good. How are you? I'm doing all right. Work with shitty, but uh, this weekend rebound it, you know, uh, filling out some applications and whatnot, trying to find. A new job but other than that i really can't complain i actually love like where my mind has been for the i would say maybe hmm, maybe the whole year actually i kind of feel like i've despite been despite everything that's going on you feel like you're kind of like in a decent place mentally. yeah like a decent place yeah it's not bad i kind of feel that the that the whole pandemic thing it was actually a blessing in disguise because you got to pause life and hit a reset button Mm-hmm. And it helped me reset a lot of stuff and just help me frame things in a better perspective. So instead of looking at things with a whole bunch of pressure attached to it, that pressure feels alleviated. And I'm able to look at things and just be, you know, if that didn't work, that's fine. Or if this one door closed, you know, that's fine. I'll get a bed and break a window and make a new door. Or however, you know, the saying go. So They say, like, um, sometimes you have to... Look, I feel like we're conditioned to look at a glass half empty instead of half full. So I feel like if we look at it half full, then maybe we can tackle those obstacles a bit easier rather than feeling like we're <sighs> falling behind in life. Because that's something that always kind of sticks to me, too. Like, I'm at this age, I feel like I should be doing more, which is why I try to tackle like 40,000 things on at the same time but I mean if you ask me I think we're doing relatively good for our age I know people that are 20 years our senior that are just horrible at life like at fucking 50 you think you would have it figured out but that just goes to show you that you never ever fully fully 
have life figured out because it will throw you throw you a curveball when you least expect it. And we're just in our thirties, so give us a few years. Everything exactly, it's fresh thirties. Yeah, together. yeah, pretty much. So, my man Givion, not Jivion, not Javon, well, not really, Giddy Up. Is it Givion? It's Givion. He 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 dropped a sexy I, video. I feel like uh, he did drop a sexy video. That nigga got me hard. I was like, oh. I'm trying to see. I don't. Okay. Um. <laughs> I need to hear the video that he said it. Is this copyright? Because it's his voice. No, it's not. Givion. Givion. Or Givion. It's Givion. Givion. So it's not. Who's called this nigga Givonchi? <laughs> Illiterate niggas called him Givenchy. <laughs> he had a whole great is Givion. Is it? Givion, Givion, or Givion? Is Givion? Givion. I'm still Givion. stuck on niggas. I called- think I was. We weren't. We all saying it the right. Givion. Givion. It, it was. It was a lot of people. A lot of people I know were, were pronouncing the G like a J. So they were saying Why? Givion because niggas are illiterate. People need to go back to school because but there's I don't no know. way you can pronounce it the same way. It oh, also well, depends. What well, depends on what follows it because your name could be Jeffrey with a G. I've seen it. Jeffrey. Oh, yeah, that's true. It can be Jeffrey with a G. Like, you know how they say GIF is actually supposed to GIF, be pronounced GIF? Yeah. No, that's never happening. Never I refuse to call that shit GIF. It's a GIF. GIF is the... Isn't that that peanut butter? Jiffies? Yeah, Jiffies, yeah. Yeah. No. No, I'm not doing that. But that album was... He is yet to miss... And I know I tweeted this, and I'm going to keep saying it so I can find this woman that hurt this nigga so she can take him back and hurt him again. So in six months, <laughs> I have some more fire. I I hate when niggas get happy because then the music quality starts to deteriorate. Very interesting because um, isn't that what kind of happened with Bryson Tiller? Yeah, he got married. He happy. He got, <laughs> happy. He got, he got, a, too, right? got a daughter. Nigga so enjoying his life. Life and just music just... Kind of tanked a little bit, so it did. I seen that where somebody tweeted this nigga made us wait five years to uh turn around or turn to the left and drop some milk. I just I love a good. It's something about heartbreak music. Well, any music in general. If I can feel like my heart, my heart is also broken as well. Like there's yeah. something to be said that. It's something to said to be said for people who can make heartbreak music and you not even be heartbroken and you still appreciate it. Yeah. It makes you still want to listen to it even though you're not sad. Yeah, fuck niggas. And that's including my nigga too. That's how I feel when it comes to heartbreak music. But you know, you know, your significant other catches a, a quick stray. I don't know. I, I feel as though y'all be ready to chalk the whole thing if we don't text within five minutes. Oh, he must be with his other bitches. He must be with his other bitches. He must be with his other bitches, oh. Because <laughs> I ain't text you in five minutes. It's not even five minutes. Y'all be taking y'all sweet time. And it's, you know what? That's another discussion. That's another discussion. Five minutes. It'd be on red and it'd be like, oh, my bad. I got caught up. Caught up with what? <laughs> Them other bitches. That's what you got five minutes we're cheating 10 minutes we don't care wow this nigga really don't care about me it's been 10 minutes we've yeah, been talking all day it's okay live your best life that's a, i don't say that you don't even need to take a nap why no, are you taking a nap okay. it's cool like my my answer when i'm frustrated if someone don't text me back in time it's cool it's whatever it's fine <laughs> after five minutes it's just it's cool my bad it's fine it's cool but uh 
That song with him in the snow, that shit went crazy. Snow? There will be no... either. I was going to say it because there will be no snow slander tolerated. Um, except mm, no. when she tried to cover that Usher song. Was it? You, you've, heard, you've seen the video of it. Uh, I, couldn't, I couldn't defend her. <laughs> yes. So, so actually, look, Snow was my girl, but that cover, I was like, mm, no. No, niggas was like, this is your queen. I'm like, look, Hove made Kingdom Come. Look, she tried to cover an Usher song. We, we all, we all miss one. We all take L's somewhere. And speaking of Hove, Betty the Butcher was giving me real 90s, early 2000 cocaine distribution vibes. Dumbgris. Whole vibes. I, I just. And it's funny because this is actually my first time listening to him. Dumbgris Zelda niggas, they don't miss. Him, Conway, West Side Gun, they have yet to drop a mid-album. They could, I'm just amazed at the amount of material that they produce at the quality that they produce it. it it's just no, there's no, there's no missteps. Just the bars are sharp. I appreciated this one because this sounded more, not to say like their other projects didn't sound like full projects, but it was more placements uh, put on you know, hooks, um, and actually making songs instead of niggas just rapping for, like, three or four minutes just killing shit. I really do appreciate the production, like, the mixing, what took place. I think it was a complete... It's not long. It was, like, what, a little over 30 minutes or so? No, and I think that's that's also... I love it when an album is just... It's concise. Like, it's but we're kind of, like, point. in that era, too. Like, we're not listening to albums for hours at a time. Like, it just kind of... It's kind of clear-cut. Like, maybe 45 minutes to an hour, roughly. So, they kind of, like, fit within that time frame. It is. And then part of it, too, is just everything is available on stream. So, it was different before. I had to go to Tower Records... To actually listen to an album, I had to go to Tower Records or you had to do whatever to actually, you know, buy it and sit with it. So, it wasn't people making as much music then either. Or not even saying there weren't that many people making music. It just wasn't as accessible as it is today. So, I'm not going to make something that's an hour long when when my release date, there's literally, you know, like 50 to 60 other people dropping something the same day. Even though those people may not be as notable... You still don't want it to be, you know, too long. There's no reason in this day and age to have an album, I would say, more than 10 or 11 songs, 12 at max. Anything other than that is just excessive and it's just filler. True. I like, uh, I kind of like my songs a little. I don't think songs are going to be traditionally as long as it used to be back in the day. No, so on average... They're like, what, two and a half, three minutes at best. Pretty much. You don't get those four or five minute songs. You don't even even really get three verses anymore. So it's normally two verses. And the third verse, if there is a third verse, is normally a feature. So it's normally two verses and you're done. I mean, my favorite song was One Way Flight with Freddie Gibbs. Low-key went off. I want Freddie Gibbs after his rap career just to do something immediate. I want him to have his own TV show. I want that nigga is fucking hilarious. TV show, podcast. He whatever. has to do something afterwards. That nigga is fucking hilarious. Hoes get fucked and set home. <laughs> Clippers. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, didn't the playoffs just end? 
again? Like, what, like, two weeks ago? This nigga was ready. I was like, yo, this nigga's at their next, and they just lost. Just a month ago, they just lost. This nigga was like, nah, we ain't giving you no breathing room. Shit needs to be said now. <laughs> Scribbling down these hoes get sent. What got sent home early? Faster than the Clippers. He was waiting. He was waiting for the Clippers to go home because everyone I was did say the that they were waiting for the. Too. They wanted to see like the LA Western Conference showdown between the Lakers and the Clippers, but that's what happens when you're not focused. Them niggas wasn't focused. They were worried about LA, and here come the Nuggets. Just up three one though. Three. All you had to do was win one more game. I blame Paul George and Doc Rivers. I mean. Paul George is still there, but that's why Doc Rivers got kicked the fuck out. Paul George need to get mm-hmm. kicked the fuck out. This nigga's Tobias Harris plus. There's a, <laughs> there's some there's some reports coming out about how now Kawhi is trying to push for a point guard and a whole bunch of other stuff going on over there. Paul George apparently was like living in LA and San Diego or some shit like that at the same time simultaneously, so they kind of had to like work around his schedule during the regular season. It's a whole mess. The Clippers are just a... It's people's decision, so... No, they just need to... Need broken to get, franchise. Need to get rid of Paul George. I, PG was my man, too. I tell my friends all the time, Danny Granger didn't sacrifice his ACL for him to beat his ass. He, he just didn't. He didn't. I was kind of... only reason why I was kind of hoping for... A Clippers Lakers showdown is because I don't know something about Paul George going up against LeBron. Like he always tends to go off, but he couldn't even finish it's, out Game Seven. It's that playoff p. Playoff p. Well, I don't know what the fuck kind of playoff p. Playoff pussy, more like it. But like that was just a shit show. No, I was watching him. Watching him play show. was like. It was like watching me fuck. I was like, this is, this is God you awful. always. <laughs> I was like, this is what shirt you see? Why are you when playing, I'm up <laughs> You're so fucking annoying. Oh my God. She bring me into the office. I don't know how to tell you this. But <laughs> I'm, I'm getting released for the team. She buying me out from my contract. Oh, yes. Oh, another disclaimer. My laugh is really ugly. I'm trying to work on it. I'm trying to create like a podcast. So I'm like, oh, Carter. No, you just got to let that. Nobody's <laughs> laugh is worse than Joe Budden's laugh. That, Joe Budden <laughs> just got a. When he gasped at first. <laughs> I'd be concerned because sometimes like, is he having an asthma attack or is he really laughing? Like, <laughs> like are y'all are y'all watching him? Is he okay? All right. So. Yeah, he's okay. Speaking of okay, ooh, look at the segue. Look at the segue game. I'm dropping 81 like I'm Kobe. Oh, my God. <laughs> Speaking of okay, Cardi B's areolas. Them, them shit was all right. Titty topics. Yes. I was excited. Yes. I was, I shouldn't be surprised by the memes, but I was and I was just thinking to myself, have y'all never seen titties before? I'm really, okay, I'm more so upset about the meme because she's now kikiing it up. But when I posted the meme to you, and to be honest, what happened? So I'm at work and I did not know her nude or her titty got leaked. 
all of a sudden I come on Twitter, you talking about sopping up some areola sized pancakes for breakfast or some shit like that. And the next day I saw an areola on a stack of pancakes. So I sent it to you and said, hey, I thought of you. And Twitter locked my account in 15 seconds and said, I violated the rules because I shared a celebrity's nude. And I'm more so aware. I'm very aware of. So did they actually give, did they give you a reason? Yes. Because I shared the nude with you. I mean, she shared it but with everybody. But now she's first laughing it with everybody, like laughing it up. But I was suspended for 12 hours. It is what it is. It's fine. It's whatever. But still, yes, titties. There's nothing wrong with them areolas. No, I'm a big, I'm a big areola stand. Let's bring them dinner plates over here. Let me look them clean. But <laughs> <laughs> titties come in all shapes and sizes. Areolas come in all shapes and sizes. Nipples come in all shapes and sizes. It's just, it's a plethora of different options you can have. Like, but they there's match. Nothing wrong with her titties. No, her titties. Ugh. Her areolas, like her areolas, actually match her titties. It'd be weird. Like I wait. It's she, always weird to they're me. They're fake, are they? They're she. She got her titties done, right? She got them done, but I don't think they, she got them. I don't think she got them. Like, I don't know. Not. I'm not gonna say I know a celebrity's business. I don't know how much work she's gotten done to her titties, but them areolas match. Now, if her areolas were just like, you know, some of those like super fake like a dime, yeah, that look like a dime, and then like the nipple look like just like a pencil dot in the middle. Ah, again, they come in all shapes and sizes, but like those areolas are natural. Exactly, perfect. They I think, fit. I think she has nice titties. She she got she got it done. She like everything is put together well. She's not like the chicks out here that buy ass and forget to buy thighs to go with it. Her body is, I mean, yeah, her body's well proportioned. It's well proportioned. It's well proportioned. She didn't titties, go. She got her little stomach done. She got her. But I don't really care for that. But she got her ass done. Her ass matched the eyes. Niggas was just wild. 10 to 10. Chef's kiss right there. I just... Niggas act like they've never seen titties before. It's just breasts, okay? Like, it ain't that deep. Fam, that was my whole thing. And um, I was like, all y'all niggas is going to hand, But y'all all being off to this later. I mean, I did. No disrespect. Uh, you off to her titties. Offset. Yeah, What? You off to the titty or was it the memes? The, was it the pancake memes? No, it was the titty. You grabbed the Luberderm. It's just sometimes I worry about you. <laughs> what? <laughs> Offset. Was it near ad living my nuts? Yeah, I'm really <laughs> Anywho, <laughs> Offset is really. I have never, in the years that he's been with Cardi, I've never seen him tweet about, like, Cardi B, like, ever. I think he posted a tweet talking about, hey, wifey is from the Bronx, not in the third. And niggas is like, oh, you tweeting about wifey now, so you in the fight of your life. He's really <laughs> jealous. <laughs> almost like, you tweeting cute shit about her, you in the fight of your life. Because, listen. Niggas gotta pull out all the stuff. <laughs> He's pulling everything out. And she was right. People like who have no insight in your who don't know you, don't have any insight in your relationship, want to sit here and have think pieces and talking about how she's an abusive relationship that's not in the third, whether it's emotional, physical, whatever the fuck it may be. I don't really know what gives people the right to come out their neck and sit and talk about celebrities like that. Like I get I get it. Granted, they're celebrities, but for you to try to like psychoanalyze someone's relationship that you have zero knowledge about is fucking weird. 
that's just the the era that we live in you know? and now like, she's calling people views. out about it like granted like especially her fan pages like she she allegedly said she started blocking her fan pages and stuff like that who are trying to like sit down and psychoanalyze her relationship with offset and i kind of understand where it's coming from but it's just like it's fucking weird like y'all are spending you guys aren't I guess the tabloid or paparazzi, that's what they do for a living. But people really be sitting on the internet unemployed and they spend all their time talking about celebrities and their relationships. Like, you really should be focusing on yourself. So. I think a part of it is also the the accessibility that we have to celebrities. Mm-hmm. So now that I can follow my favorite celebrity on Twitter or Instagram, I feel as though... It enhances that feeling of this is my celebrity. This is my celebrity. This is my person. This is my friend. So a lot of people will be super duper outraged more than the actual celebrity themselves. Nobody knows the inner working of their relationship. We only know what they show us. So mm-hmm. not even what they not even what they was well, either shown or what's leaked or whatever exactly it may be. So I was gonna really say most of that shit is not even shown. It's normally leaked. It's normally a rumor report. It's normally. He said, she said, it's never that celebrity actually showing us, you know, what's going on. That's normally what happens. And number two, you don't know the inner workings of people's relationships. You just don't. Nobody is going to have a complete picture of a situation besides the two people that are in that situation. Exactly. And just whomever else I tell. I tell. And normally, even the people that you tell don't have a clear cut view because normally we only discuss our significant others to other people if they're doing wrong. Mm-hmm. So normally... You're still not getting both sides of the story. Yeah, you're not getting both sides of the story. You're only getting just the one side. So this person may seem to be the devil, but they may not actually be. But based off what I've been telling you, this person may be the devil. Even with their own, even with the situation between Cardi and Offset, there's also a possibility that Cardi's doing shit, but... Nobody knows, you know. I mean, now with the whatever tweets she posted that got deleted, she said she'd be beating his ass. She'd be hitting him. I agree. It's not funny. I'm laughing. Excuse no, me. No, but, Cardi looks like she got a mean right hook. She'd be beating in there. <laughs> but, it, you know, she's kind of came out and said it. And she's very vocal. Like, one thing about Cardi is something, something I noticed about Cardi is the fact that She's one of those celebrities who likes to search her name to see what pops up. Or if either she's one of those celebrities who do that or, you know, a lot of people do see a lot of, you know, like a lot of like your friends, whatever they do share. Like, hey, did you see this on Twitter? Like it has her name in it, et cetera, going forward. Um, as a celebrity, it's it sucks. It is unfortunate. But as a celebrity, you kind of put yourself to be out there. So a lot of your business gets shared and some people do turn a blind eye and let you assume what they want to assume while others which is like cardi she has no problem being out front and open and saying like look this isn't what you guys think it is and um i'm gonna address it the best way that i can and it's crazy how she keeps telling people to mind their business and they still make it their business to be in her business so i kind of get her frustration i think at the end of the day she is considered a celebrity with money, but she kind of still wants to be considered as a person with privacy. That's the price of celebrity, though. So part of the price of celebrity is giving up that that privacy. Not you don't even give it up. You don't even give it up by choice. 
it's just it just come it kind of comes with it's unfortunate it comes with the territory it comes with the territory it it gets stripped from you it's not even just oh i decided that everything in my life is going to be public it's just not even even if you think about it just even how with solange hitting jay-z with a ex uppercut in the elevator (laughs) how even that was a private moment that probably should have been shared. Not even probably should shouldn't have been shared. Shouldn't should, have been shared. Shouldn't have been shared. But somebody leaked the you know the footage from because the being a celebrity. Nothing you do is private. If it's done in like a public area or whatever the case may be, someone is always going to try to have a come up and try to sell said footage or sell whatever just to have your business out there. And it it's unfortunate. I mean, it does suck to be a celebrity with money at the end of the day, but kind of comes with the territory it does i'm just wondering if he's if offset is actually going to listen this time and not just just keep buying her stuff i mean she allegedly you know started the divorce proceedings so that should be a sign for him to get it together because before she used to like leave him and then come back doesn't matter what you buy it doesn't matter. I mean, at the end of the day, he could buy whatever. But if she wants to suck and fuck him, that's also her business, too. No, I just find it hilarious. Niggas would do everything besides what you ask them to do. Hey, please don't cheat on me. Here. Here's a Rolls Royce. Please don't cheat on me. Here's a billboard of our daughter saying happy birthday. Please don't cheat Here's on me. This is AP. You know what? I'm going to post some tweets about the cute shit that you be doing because you from the Bronx. Come on now. Please don't cheat on me. I got you a feature with Beyonce. What's, we, we out here networking. Running up the... Come on, like... They were relative... They were kind of young getting married. What were they? They're like 28. Yeah, they were both 20. They were both kids when they got married. They're still... I mean, in my eyes, they're still Women kids. mature faster than men. They do. Yeah. yeah. There's no... Just, now I'm not even saying this to you. No, they do. They do. I think, you know, he probably wasn't really done with his... You know what's crazy? Y'all mature faster, but still fall for the same shit time after time. (laughs) (laughs) Where all that maturity gets you? (laughs) Get hit with the same spin move? Okay. Oh, I'm mature! (laughs) You still can't tell when I'm lying or not. Excuse me, hold up. I don't like that. We're gonna... We're gonna... No. Let's regroup. (laughs) I don't... See? Exactly. Go ahead. <laughs> what all that maturity mean? I know, I know what it means. It's the fact that you can be mature, go, you know, going forward or growing up from a certain situation. But if you guys have already, like, outsmarted said situation, like, if I already got on you, so, okay, I know how to move a certain way when it comes to a nigga lying or cheating. Don't mean I'm going to not come across a nigga who's a better liar. Like, what do you want me to do in that situation? I'm just saying, niggas talking about maturity, but y'all still ignore the red flag. Learn how to drive better, sis. Anyway, segue right. I'm an excellent driver right away. I think. Women, w- women can't drive or parallel park. I can parallel. I can- <laughs> you know what? What's the next topic? No, I'm about to sit here and do this with you. I can parallel park. My problem is I don't like to parallel park on busy roads. Because I tried to once and niggas was hung. I'm like, yo, hurry up, move out the way. I'm like, you know, I'm gonna circle back. I remember and my parking spot got taken. I remember getting called outside. Um, you, you think you can come park your car for me? That's isn't that what y'all are here for? <laughs> Meanwhile, the parking spot is like, yay, bitch. <laughs> you 
You could fit like three cards in there. Okay, you know what? Uh, I can't speak for all the other. You know, women, we can we can parallel park. We can drive. We're, no, we're, the, we're the better drivers. Okay. And our pop the top segment for this week is toxic relationships. So I feel at this point we've all been in them, and it doesn't even necessarily have to be a romantic relationship. It could be a friendship. Mm-hmm. It can be a work situation. It's just toxicity in general. It's my current work situation. <laughs> <laughs> you can't leave because you don't have another job lined up, so you're just kind of stuck with dealing with the bullshit. Wow, nine and fives are an abusive relationship. They really are. Who do we call? Unemployment? So, no. <laughs> For what? You would make less on unemployment. Ugh. But... Everyone has had their share of toxic. I feel like my most toxic relationship happened when I was like 20. The worst. It was a nigga with three kids. Wait, how old was he? 21. <laughs> Yo, having three kids by 21 is fucking nuts. <laughs> and it was just, honestly, if you knew me in 2000. No, that, that was the red flag. Like, this, this nigga's first kid when he was. 15. You told me in 2010, 2011, it was rough for your girl, yo. This. You just tossing the hold to anybody? Hmm? He was just tossing this dick to everybody. That was that was the tragedy there. And then I would hear about it, and he'd be like, ah, the bitch was just hating, you know. It's this old pussy from back in the day. So it was three separate. How to let it go. This is three separate baby moms? Three separate baby moms. <laughs> Were they friends? I don't think so. I you know what's crazy? After I chose to cut him off, I, two new big mothers into the mix. So, Yo, condoms are, aren't that expensive. Like, it's very interesting because when I chose to leave, like I found out like the following year he ended up having like two other kids. I think he's at like five now. You, I, hey, if you if you listening to this, <laughs> what's up? How you been? How your kids? You trying to be number six? Bug it. <laughs> Driven. No. See where I'm at? No. I'm not pushing no babies out. I want to be in a nice, stable relationship-ish if I ever consider to procreate with somebody's ashy son. Until then, no, I'm not going to be nobody. Six, six, six baby moms? Yo, that's, that's insane. How do you have the time? How do you just not work? I, I don't. So here's the reason why I'll never understand niggas just having like legions of children by different women. A pack of condoms, not even a box, like the basic three, three pack condom set is like $8.99. So you telling me you can't do the logistics to be like, yo, I'm going to spend this $8.99 so my check not garnish for the next 18 years. But if you like a whore, you're not really going to care about that. I was a whore and I cared. See, everyone isn't as smart as you, Carter. But toxic relationships are really bad because no, I kept the plan B in the trunk like they were skittles. I can't. But you had to make sure she took them too. Like you had to drop them off. Swallow it. Had to had to stand in the doorway, just like doing the kitchen, just doing dumb shit with your finger. So uh, you took that. All right, I'm a look. You and your toxic relationship with Plan Bs. Let's just hold up. So toxic relationship. I was only in one. Uh, maybe. Let's throw in a possible. We could throw in a possible. Yes. But 
it's sometimes it's just it feels good. They're addicting. They are addicting. Addicting. <laughs> That's the reason. Dick. See, she just just proves Penis. the stereotype that women aren't funny. Huh? So- <laughs> All right, yo, nigga, I'm fucking hilarious. <laughs> Don't disrespect me like that. But no, they are addicting, and it's kind of like. I don't know. It's just like the emotional. Okay, this sounds sick. But like the emotional abuse, you know, the physical like attraction or like whatever you guys do physically kind of like cancels that out. You kind of like forget. They do something like a simple gesture like, I don't know, buy you flowers or buy you a gift and then give you some dick afterwards. You're like, ah, it's okay. I think and it's then they that. go right back to being the piece of shit that they are. I think it's that and potential. I kind of feel you can't have a toxic relationship without somebody having potential. I feel as though potential is the root of all evil. So I hate potential. But here's the thing. I don't think you can have a toxic situation without the other person having some type of potential. Mm-hmm. Because normally outside... I feel like that's what makes it addicting. That there's a potential for this to be like the greatest thing ever. And you just sit in it, you just sit in it, and you're just doing it, and you just onto it. Exactly, you just you're just convinced. Like all we have to do is just turn this corner and just hit this, hit this lick, or hit whatever we need to hit. We'll be good. This will be the best thing ever. It'll just be a happy ending. Like it never, ever, 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 ever comes. And you know what's crazy about toxic relationships? The fact that you hold on to it for as long as you can until maybe it comes a point in time where you decide to give up or walk away. And then the next person they end up in a relationship with ends up being the greatest shit that they've come across. And they settle down and they get married. And sometimes in this scenario, you kind of look at it like, damn, that could have been me. I know, I'm sick. One of my shorties... uh she uh or one of my exes her and a guy moved in they got their own little business thing and i'm just like uh so uh <laughs> if i wasn't out here being a piece of shit maybe this, like, this could have been and it's crazy because like when you look this is exactly why i don't like to look at like so if whether it's a toxic relationship or any relationship you want to look to see if they're doing better than you i don't like to see no <laughs> I don't like to. I don't like me. to check up on like. I don't like to be that t- unless they're telling me like, "Hey, I'm good." You know, I'm doing this now and the third. I'm not gonna go about like my way to go and look and to see what they're doing. Like, damn. No, I'm gonna girl. check to see if your life fell apart. <laughs> <laughs> so it's like, oh, hi, not- you're not doing good. I'm- well, shit. <laughs> Sucks to be you, ain't it, nigga? You could have had something good, but no, no, that's okay. no. That's what you get for not fucking shoving. That's what you get for not sharing covers properly. Be like three in the morning, my ass cheeks cold as shit because you got both blankets. Fuck out of here. I'm glad you're like falling apart. I don't like to be the type of person who's like looks in to see if their ex is doing good. Like no, you shouldn't. You're always going to think, especially if it's a toxic relationship, you're always going to think like, damn, had I stuck around or maybe it's something I could have done different. Maybe he would have still been with me and we would have been in said situation that he's in now. We would have been great. It would have been something beautiful. But it's actually that kind of happened recently, too, as far as having a conversation that was kind of like that mm-hmm. as to where that person was pretty much 
it was almost the same the same line of reason pretty much like the same line of reasoning mm-hmm. of pretty much the that person blaming themselves is pretty much like oh i had i had to get out the way in order for this to happen and it was just no i could have not just been a piece of shit you know i could have not just i could have simply just not been a piece of shit exactly. that it doesn't have to be like that that's all that's a part of reason too why i think you shouldn't go back and see what the other person is doing just because i kind of feel you start questioning yourself and it makes you You'll feel what's wrong with yourself. me you know what's wrong with me like, why can i do probably this my fault as to why, exactly like, yeah instead of instead of holding the other person instead of holding the other person accountable or that party accountable you start making up excuses for them and then you solely start to place the blame at you know at your own feet because Just, toxic relationships i think are two-way street like granted like maybe someone is more toxic but normally the there's other. some type of enable normally there's some type of enabling going on too. exactly you could have you could have like walked away and when we're talking toxic we're not talking obviously I'm not talking about like domestic yeah domestic yeah not domestic, domestic violence, violence no like that. that's that's not a two-way street at all but if you're in a toxic situation minus those things there's normally some form of enabling going on, on like on both parties you know mm-hmm. between both parties you either so feel i'm enabling. guilty to walk away or you're just so stuck in the situation you're kind of hoping that either a it'll kind of like pan out and no, sure be in my favor right. or b things will because you do feel you you do feel as though is that you do feel as though that person is your responsibility and i do feel more so when you're in those situations you want to you find yourself wanting to quote unquote save that person i want to save you from you so i see this potential of you being yeah exactly so i see this potential in you and i want to save. i want to save it and i want to harness it so you can be whatever person i believe you're supposed to be because also we do this thing where we have we make up images of people in our heads so Somebody can show you who they are, like who they actually are. And, you know, I do a Bob Ross. You know, we, we do a lot of like blue over here. There's no mistakes, only happy thoughts. We redo the painting to cover that shit up and continue to tell ourselves, this is the actual portrait of the person. Not what they're showing me, but this is the, the portrait, portrait that of I'm the painting. person that we end up creating in our heads is the person that we kind of hope that they turn out to be, regardless of who they show us, who they are. No, and it, and it never, I'm not going to say never, but 99.99% of the time, it doesn't, doesn't end well, just doesn't. And that person is going to continue to be that person. People don't change unless they want to, or something dramatic happens. So those are normally the two major agents of change. Mm-hmm. So even in my personal experience, I had something tragic tragic happen, which shifted my whole train of thought and shifted who I wanted to be. Mm-hmm. But unless you have one of those two things happen, you know, it's going to be the same end result. And some people are just fine, just just being shitty people. Some people are just, just fine with it. I don't, or maybe not even necessarily fine with it. Or they just don't believe what people are telling them about themselves they don't believe that they're terrible people and it's and it's unfortunate because if you don't have maybe a few people whether it's like family friends loved ones that kind of can check you when you're doing like fucked up shit 
or whatever, you're always going to think that whatever you're doing is good. If you have yes men in your corner, you're never going to think, every, you're never going to believe that everything that you do is bad or anything that you do is bad. Because in the day, look, my friends agree with me. My family agrees with me. I'm good. I already have that mindset. I've already felt like I was okay to begin with. But now that I have people backing me, that doesn't make me wrong. It makes you wrong for thinking of me that way. Exactly. And people... Once again, it comes back to enabling. So even with being in those toxic situations, even outside of that situation, they're normally people enabling that person's behavior, whether they're just being yes men, whether they're always taking that person, well, that's the same thing, being yes men or just ignoring the traits of that person. Like you see just, it, but you're kind of like brushing under the rug or... You're complacent. You either brush it under the rug, you either brush it under the rug you're complacent or you don't want to talk. You don't want to have those those hard conversations to kind of be, you know, go, hey, look, this is the behavior you're exhibiting. This is how this behavior is affecting not only you, but those around you. I feel like people are afraid to have those conversations because they feel like the dynamic of their friendships or their relationships would change. And just holding on to that is counterproductive. It is. And then you have to question yourself if you are one of those people that are complicit how long have you been complicit? Like, not only how long have you been complicit for, but how much do you care about this person? Because mm-hmm. if you literally just been complicit, complicit in this person's, you know, fuckery, tomfoolery, whatever you want to call it, at some point in time, you have to question your legitimate care for this person. Because I guess that's not fair to say either. Um, no, but fuck it. That's just how I feel. So if you really care about that person, you you you'll have those conversations. If there is if there is that care, so maybe shit may be awkward, but if you care, you'll have those hard talks, because you can't really care about that person if you're just letting that person be self destructive and just ruin a whole bunch of shit for themselves. You don't care. Either they're self destructive or sabotaging every relationship going forward, and is that the type of person that you want to have in your life? I mean, understandable. Like those kind of conversations are extremely difficult to have. I mean. I don't really know how else to word it. It's just some people are going to feel like you're betraying them or I would say that I know like speaking negatively and then the negative matter. And that's really not what you're trying to do. All you're trying to do is bring light to what they're doing, whether it's manipulating or sabotaging or ruining something, whether it's relationships, friendships, or even like relationships within your family. You kind of just want to bring those to light so at least they can realize it. And if they don't, if they really, some, at the end of the day, some people look at it as, oh, okay, I didn't know I was doing that. You know, I'm going to change and be better. Or you're going to look at the other way and they're going to be like, you know what? You don't really know what the fuck you're talking about. Which means they they already know what's happening, but they're okay with it. So those conversations have to be had because at least, you know, at the end of the day, you tried, you tried to hold someone else accountable. That's how I feel about that topic. Yeah, I agree. I agree 110%. And from personal experience, I know, or personal experience, I know when people have those conversations with me, I would feel attacked. I would feel like somebody was coming for me instead of just taking it for the constructive criticism that it was. And I think when you're, because I feel a lot of, of toxic situations and just a person being toxic in general, a lot of it stems from self-hate <clears throat> and not being complete and not being all together mm-hmm. within yourself. So you kind of already know what you're doing is wrong. Not even kind of know. You know what you're doing is wrong. 
So when people come to have that conversation with you, you're already defensive and you feel attacked because you know what you're doing is wrong and somebody is rightfully confronting you. You don't like it, so you start to lash out or you'll look at them differently because it's, wow, you're actually aware of the person that I actually am. I don't like it. And now I need to put distance between us because you you know what's up. You know what's real. You, you're actually aware of what's going on. And I know for me, that's how I felt too. I would... I felt as though I was being seen or a certain part of me was being uh, viewed that I didn't necessarily want viewed. So it would Do make me Do you feel like you up. were like exposed in a sense? You are exposed. You, it's, it's tantamount to what I would assume somebody peeling back, I don't know, your arm skin and like dumping salt like into like the open wound. Mm-hmm. If... <clears throat> if I could word, you know, if there was a way to word it, I would word that. So if you feel exposed and it's wow, everybody has this picture of me being this, this good person, but you know my secret, sort of say. So it's almost kind of being a villain in that person knowing your secret identity. So it's almost kind of being, I don't know, how Lex Luthor was during the day. He's this, you know, multimillionaire, you know, multi uh millionaire business guy that's doing all this great stuff allegedly for humanity, but behind closed doors, he was, you know, the Justice League's you know, one of the Justice League's, you know, greatest villains or greatest rivals. So it's kinda that in comparison. It's just you see, you know, you feel seen. Like this person knows this part of me that I wasn't planning to show anybody but you caught on it. So you do feel exposed. And those conversations are hard, and there were a lot of fights. Um, you know, a lot like a lot of shit said that I wish I could take back, but like that didn't actually mean. So, I mean, it rough happens. Times. I mean, you can't really like you can't necessarily prepare yourself to have those conversations. Like, I try to put myself in a situation of like worst case scenarios. Like, okay, if something happens or something needs to be said or someone needs to have this conversation with me. I'm going to know what needs to be said. I'm going to have a rebuttal for everything, but life throws you curveballs. And sometimes, depending on the scenario, yeah, some shit gets said, but at the end of the day, I think it brings light to the situation, to the scenario, and how you can proceed moving forward without it being, without it being in like a negative light, without you having to harm people along the way or whether you're self-sabotaging something or manipulating something. And sometimes some manipulators don't really know they're manipulating a situation. It needs to be said to you in the forefront. So do you feel as though, with what you said, that that person doesn't even know they're being manipulative? Uh, That clip on Twitter, that couple's podcast, where homeboy said he felt he was getting pressured into being married you can't get pressured to be like my so like with that example do you feel like that's an example of somebody who doesn't know they're actually being manipulative or he knows he's being manipulative i would feel like i don't i don't think he was being manipulative only because maybe it really depends everyone's definition of manipul like everyone's definition of cheating manipulation it changes so how i viewed it was like he felt like he was quote unquote 
pressured into getting married but i look at it as look you didn't have to marry her if you didn't want to you didn't have to propose to her maybe you look at her like look That's this true. is the person that i want to spend the rest of my life with like this is it this is this is the love of my life however i'm not done Fucking these, fucking these other hoes. <laughs> I still would like to sample some pussy on the low. It has. It doesn't. I don't know the relationship. Again, I don't have no inside relationship. But this is not the first clip that has been brought up about how he felt like he was pressured to remit. Like, look, if it comes a point in my life and I tell you, look, this is what I want. This is how I want to move forward. If you would like to move forward with me and you want to meet me at my terms, fine. It's not what most jobs do. They give you terms going forward. Hey, if you like to be partner of said branch or whatever, look, you have to meet said standards. If you can't meet them, we will find a better suitor. Is that not how most jobs work? It is, but then that makes me wonder. It's not an ultimatum, but it's like I'm telling you, like I'm at a point in my life where this, that, and the third, I this is what I want. If you do not want the same things that I want, I'm ready for these things right now. It's not, I'm not giving you an ultimatum. But I'm telling you that these are the things that I want. If you can't reach them, I'm cool with finding someone else who will. That makes me wonder. So he that, wants to have his cake and eat it too. He does, but that also makes me wonder if they're like, that also makes me wonder if he resents her. It, it makes me question their whole entire marriage. The fact that she didn't know this until he said it at this That's point. And it makes me wonder how much, like, it makes me actually wonder if he resents. Exactly. See, this is the thing. Had I not visually seen the clip, I would have thought this was all for show. But her face when she goes, I pressured you into marriage. I don't think she was ready for him to say that. No, nigga was like, you know, we... And this is 10 years. They've been married for 10 years. So you're telling me 10 years later, I pressured you into marriage? You know, you moved in. We kicking in for a few years. You talking about marriage. He was like, oh, I thought we was just... I thought we were just chilling. I thought we were just... We were trying to figure it out. And so I just... You could have easily walked away, but I don't feel like he was ready to walk away. And that's why I said, like, most... Like, women... I don't know if it's a society thing, whatever. Women are built to be monogamous. It is a societal thing. It it's, is. it's definitely a societal well, thing. Well, well, yeah. I mean, main society here, like in other like different traditions and whatever, not really the case. But like, women are built to be monogamous. While men, it's just like you can be monogamous, but you can fuck these other bitches too. So what the fuck do you really want to do? You can fuck multiple women at whatever time you want. But that's also because we're in a patri- patriarchal society. Well, that is also true, to be honest with you. I feel like at the end of the day, it's just like he knew that that was the woman that he wanted to be with and he didn't want nobody to have that. If he let her go, then you anybody got- can have that. So he's like, fuck it. I'll marry you. But then you got to... It's saying- not pressure. It was his own volition. You got to make that choice. It's just... Because it, it, marriage is hella steps. You have to plan. You have to put money down. That's why when he said he was pressured, I'm like, bro, there there's so many right, there are so many steps you have to take before you get to that. And it just is to show you that even even as far as just even marriages having the capability of just being toxic toxic situations. If she if she left him, he probably knew there was someone else you can There's always there's always someone. No no no. There's always no no no. There's always a nigga better than you. (laughs) We 
that woman may be the best you may ever do. You're not the best that woman can do. There is always a nigga My that's one up on you. gonna be another nigga who could do more and look i may want to be with you i may want to be with you but if you don't want to be with me let me know because there's another three niggas that might want to be with me too so you need to figure it the fuck out that's all my sis was saying like look do you want this pussy or not and if you don't there's someone else who do want it so it's figure seven, it out it's seven niggas in these dms <laughs> That are making two to three times the money Hello. that you're making yearly. So choose wisely, beloved. Choose wisely. Look. I'm trying to tell y'all niggas, once you find her, you got to hold on. Because we, you, you're not doing too much Look, better. because they say that women marry down. Women marry down more than men marry down. If you knew We normally life, marry the fuck up. You marry the fuck up. Hey, sis. Hey, look. I love you, but I can't be with you because I... I found someone. And it could just be someone ugly with money and y'all with it because your friends, she has money. Your friends ask you how that happened. You legitimately just like, hey, nigga, I don't know. <laughs> like, <laughs> she was just here one day and it, and it just worked and here we are. Look, I don't think it was toxic per se, but that whole... And look, we are, what is it, a clip society? We yes. are a clip society. Everything, everything is, is... I'm sorry, a ain't, ain't, enough, ain't enough clips for me to understand why he felt like he got pressured. It's just not. You said you got pressure to be married. Marriage has steps. You do you feel pressure when you picking out the groomsmen? Did you feel pressure when you picked out the engagement ring? Did you feel pressure to put down the down payment for the wedding? Did you feel pressure to put down the down payment for the house? Did you feel pressure to put hella kids in her? Was she like a mother of two or three? No, you didn't. You could have left, but you chose not to. Because at the end of the day, some some people to me that just sounds like resentment. To me, some that, people are afraid like to leave. Because they don't want someone else to get what they had. And in a sense, it is a little toxic. But that conversation could have been avoided altogether. Like, I, did, I, did, I was not expecting that. I actually like that couple. I actually follow them on, like, Instagram and stuff. But I'm not going to listen to that podcast going forward. Because I just, I don't, and I definitely don't know if that was a conversation to be had. And shared with and shared with. People. I would have just cut the podcast short and said, "Look, nigga, we gonna switch these topics the fuck up because we gonna me, have this conversation at home, but we're not gonna talk about this on a social platform." Because in a sense, now you're exploiting, you're exploiting her trauma. In a, in a sense. It is because if you look at their like social media, they're they're a very loving couple, and they're I'm not a couple saying, with kids and stuff right. like that, and it's very tricky building a brand off of a marriage. It is, and I'm not saying that doesn't mean. You don't show the difficult parts of marriage because I kind of feel you need to share the whole story. Yeah, but so the difficult parts of marriage shouldn't be that you felt pressured to marry. Them. Right, that should have been something that should have been had between both of you behind closed doors ten years ago. Ten years ago, like Before not on marriage. camera, exactly. <laughs> that should have, that shouldn't have happened on camera. While like I do think you should show everything in totality, even with people who are just super successful and they don't show the failures. Like those failures are just important. You know, just important as the successes. Same thing with just just YouTube couples because then I feel it creates this unrealistic idea of how things are actually supposed to be, mm-hmm. which also leads to toxic situations That's because you have this. YouTube, I think watching YouTube couples are weird. It's YouTube couples and just movies, like media in general, that portray 
love is supposed to be this oh, grandiose. Oh, movies do that all the time. Right. Like, it portrays that love is supposed to be this grandiose, uh, this grandiose perfect thing. And it's not as messy, it's tricky. And I feel that leads to a lot of toxic shit, too, because you're basing it off of, I don't know, a 15-minute video on the internet or an hour-and-a-half movie that's that was scripted. But hopefully, your politics <laughs> won't look at it that way. They'll be looking at it like, you know what, there's hope for me, too. There's hope. I'm a hopeless romantic. You know, sometimes, like, I'll be somewhere, and I'll see Shorty across the room, and I'll vision our whole life together. Oh, that's deep. But then I'll just walk out the door, because I'm a bitch, and I don't ask her for a number. I'm not really, like, a hopeless romantic like that. I'm a hopeless dick romantic. Like, if I see them shorts, if I see them sweats from across the room, like, you know what? I fuck with it. But am I ever going to ask him for his number? No! Sometimes, some people are just good to look at, you just leave them the fuck alone. It looked like you Mimi's just smiled and had, had a flashback. <laughs> <laughs> ah, those were the days. You know, now I'm old, so I can't can't really partake in these activities. These youngins are. I feel like you still be partaking of these activities. That's crazy as fuck, cause you know damn the fuck well that all I do is fucking work. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so, so, so your phone he was playing voice notes earlier. <laughs> niggas begging. Wow, let me say something. I am begging. Wait, but how, have you saying? seen the material though? Have you seen it? It's all right. It's it's better. Right, you know what I'm saying. Who wouldn't be begging, nigga? The fuck? Have you seen me? <laughs> With the clothes on. The fuck? Woo. You know it's not Lexus, but it's a Toyota Avalon. Okay. <laughs> I'm about to see what a Toyota 2020 Avalon look like because you're not about to disrespect me like this. <laughs> Toyota. I can't even spell Toyota. I think. Is that everything? Yes, it is everything. We need to not disrespect one another here. Not gonna lie, a Toyota 2020 Avalon don't look that. Oh no. Oh, it don't look that bad. <laughs> <laughs> Mad sleek if you get it in the gray. Ooh, the sedan too. Hold up. You know what? You was really trying to play me, but it looked like I got A rated 8.2 out of 10 off of US News, and we're okay. You know what? Yes, I will be a I will be a Toyota. Four doors for you, four niggas. You already know. I'm an adult. <laughs> Why are we doing this? But yes, that's, I thought we covered like the gist of it. Well, we want to get our listeners, all 10 of you involved. Um, so you can add us at wow, the five. 10? <laughs> really aiming like. Really My bad. Well. Love and Ave. <sighs> you can add us at uh, Fond Malt Liquor Podcast on Twitter. And you can let us know what you feel as, as far as just toxic situations or just toxic situations you found yourself in. And we'll share. The best stories that we see at the and front end. And then you can end, follow us on Instagram too at Eddie McWash. That's your Instagram handle. Yeah. And mine's a scandalous Mimi. And then Eddie McWash's Twitter handle is Medium Carter. You need to just pick one. No, this Medium Carter is my rap name. Oh yes, yes, yes. Medium Fry is dropping next month. Why don't you just change your Instagram name to Medium Carter too? Because that makes too much sense. Yes, men. 
And they say they are the easier sex. We are. Oh. I, I mean. I'm easy as shit. Anyway. <laughs> See y'all next week. Bye.